Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, welcome back to our Lisk series, the Long Island Serial Killer series. And there's an old expression that says, and away we go. And away we go. Well, this past Monday, Phil Boyle, a senator who represents the district where Gilgo Beach and Oak Beach is, uh, is in, he had a press conference and he called for a bunch of things and we won't go into it. We'll let him go into it when we speak with him and just Google him. He had a very successful press conference and people were saying, what's he running for? What's he running? He's running for county? He's not running for county executive. He's just had it. He's had it. But anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll let him explain that. Uh, good public official. I've known him for years. He is excellent. Excellent public official. Great job by Phil Boyle. There were cameras all over the place. National press, you know, Fox News, and the uh, you know the big networks were all there. And Mary Murphy from PIX. She did a great job covering and a bunch of people. Uh, also, uh, what he basically did is he called on Balone to you know basically you know ask him about uh, Burke and why did they uh, allow the FBI. Why? Why did they allow the FBI to leave the FBI? The FBI was asked to leave. The FBI was kicked out of the investigation by Ballone and Burke. Shame on both of you. Shame on both of you. And the investigation was shut down soon after that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, one thing for sure is uh, we don't know who killed these poor folks, but we know something for sure is we know who covered it up. Steve Ballone, the county executive. And Jimmy Burke, his hand-picked uh, dear friend, police chief, and they, as I've been saying all along, attached at the hip. By the way, even after the Christopher Loeb incident, terrible incident where he got, you know, the hell beat out of him by Jimmy Burke, um, Ballone never disciplined him. Never. Either he was afraid to, that Jimmy had something on him, or they're just, they're, they're in this together, and, you know, they've got secrets. Well, no question about it. They got secrets because they got everybody out and they stopped an investigation of a serial killer. But we'll move on. The other thing that Boyle did, just to sum it up, he asked Tish James, attorney general of New York, to put in a special prosecutor, which uh, sounds like a look. It sounds like a great idea and uh, anything to get the current DA off of this case. Well, he's not really on the case. Uh, he's not done anything whatsoever, but he is the hand-picked person, DA, of Steve Ballone, and he's done nothing. The belt. Remember the belt. Ten years all of this. And by the way, since he goes back with Ballone, he was the deputy county executive in charge of law enforcement, and, and I'm sorry, in charge of public safety. He was Jimmy Burke's boss for a uh, for 15 months. By the way, failed to discipline Jimmy Burke as well. Tim Sini uh, should absolutely not be on this case. And big reason why he shouldn't be on this case is because Steve Ballone, the guy who made him, closed out the investigation, stopped the investigation, and there's got to be a reason. And Boyle alluded to something. And it's very interesting what he alluded to. The third letter that Boyle uh, suggested or not suggested he's he writ, he has written these three letters and submitting them to uh, commissioner acting commissioner and acting chief I think it's all the same uh, Stu Cameron uh, who's supposed to be a terrific guy and he sent him a letter and I don't you know apologize I don't know exactly what the letter is but the, I guess the big one and the big news is the special prosecutor and also asking Ballone, what the hell did you do? What are you doing? And just first time ever, a public official has called him in. So kudos to Phil Boyle. Great job. But what I was talking about before, and this is what I mean by away we go. Boyle, Senator Phil Boyle, alluded to something. He said, Steve Ballone has a, a friend on Oak Beach in Gilgo. 
Guys, listen up. Because this is interesting. Guys, this is interesting. The friend he was probably alluding to, and, and I didn't ask him specifically, but I could read minds, certainly on this, was the childhood friend. The childhood friend of Steve Ballone. A guy named Robert Strickoff, or Bobby Strickoff. And yeah, I mean, they can... You know, they can be traced back a long way. They grew up on Marcy Street in North Babylon together. And the relationship is very, very, very tight. And, you know, I'll give you an example. It's a long street, Marcy Street. Funny thing is I lived on Marcy Street for about a year, going back and forth between another place, an apartment in that, where my mother lived. You know, I think I was... 19 and the yeah just kind of an interesting relationship they both lived on Marcy Street and they grew up there I actually lived next door to Bobby Strickoff for I mean this is amazing I, I didn't know him I saw him playing wiffle ball there when I the couple days I was I was home and it is uh all right, is 157 Marcy Street for Strickoff and 195 for Balone. 195 Marcy Street in North Babylon, 157 Marcy Street for Strickoff. They lived close together and they grew up and they were best of friends and they are still best of friends. And they, it, we'll get into this, we're going to do a whole show on Macy's. It's funny, Marcy and Macy's. Macy's, where they they worked together and allegedly allegedly got arrested county executive steve Ballone and robert strickoff his best friend allegedly guys i'm saying allegedly got arrested for i don't know allegedly defrauding people with credit cards and it was pretty bad pretty bad and they were teenagers and they were going to get you know sent to the slammer allegedly allegedly and instead, I think they were offered to go into the army. So, look, we appreciate their patriotism, but I don't know that they had a choice, but we appreciate their choice to take the army instead of allegedly, allegedly going to prison. So anyway, that's Steve Ballone, a little, little back history. We're going to get into that. And again, allegedly. The, the Macy situation. The more interesting situation, and something that we have paperwork on, is something that happened in, in 2004. And it, it's, it's a very interesting that, thing that happened, and I didn't mo know much about it until, well, a, a while ago. We, we've known it for a couple of years. But I have the deed, and everyone can get the deed, to this house it is at 58 savannah walk the deed to this house and it's it's a very interesting story and maybe just maybe it's going to explain some things or at least get some questions going and by the way before i continue let me just uh, ask uh, steve balone county executive and bobby strickoff his best friend from childhood and now I would, I would like very much for the two of you to appear on this program, and I'd like to ask you some questions and have you answer, and we won't, you know, hey, we won't tell you how to answer your questions, always come on the show, come on, any show on this radio station, but come on my show, I think it would be absolutely great, and I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you some questions, but I'm going to give you the answers, or at least I'm going to give you the questions to these so you could prepare answers, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but let me explain this house. Recently, I spoke to someone who gave me a firsthand account of the idea that the Babylon IDA, which Bobby Strickoff was the president of, while his best friend and best childhood friend growing up, inseparable companions. 
Steve Ballone, became the supervisor of the town of Babylon. So the Babylon IDA is the Industrial Development Agency, and they ought to bring businesses from other states into the town of Babylon. And uh, I don't know how he did at it, you know, how he was at his job, Bobby, but he is someone who was paid a lot of money to do that. So, look, your buddy takes over a supervisor of Babylon, you get, you get some perks, so Bobby got that. So, someone recently told me that when they first heard about this property, and it's 58 Savannah Walk on Oak Beach in the town of Babylon, and that's, you know, not far from where all the murders occurred, or at least where we found the victims, these poor, terrible uh, circumstances that happen. But let me say this. Recently, someone was telling me that in the planning stages, they had heard that the town of Babylon was going to buy a film studio. This is what I heard, and I think the person clearly will go on record, no doubt question, I think swear they probably have done that already, but swear that this is the story they heard, that the town of Babylon was going to buy a film studio. And the Babylon IDA, which Bobby Strickoff at the time was the president of, was going to buy this film studio, and it was on Oak Beach. Now, I'm just going off of this one individual who's talking about this, and they were going to buy a building, and they were going to buy a film studio. A year or two later, a person was heading to a party, and the other person that they were going with uh, told them the address. So the person that I've been talking to recently said, 58 Savannah Walk, that's the, the Babylon film studio, right, that they were going to buy. The other guy said, no, Bobby Strickoff ended up buying it himself. And another person said, okay, and didn't think too much of it. Now, there's some controversy around the purchase of this house. Uh, very, uh, you know, very interesting. The, the closing and the transfer occurred on May 7th, 2004. And the purchase price was $840,000, which is a little strange. And people have talked about this. You know, it's a little strange, 840000 because the house was only valued at $425,000, maybe four hundred twenty. But for some reason, Bobby, who, by the way, is supposed to be a pretty good businessman, he paid more than $400,000 more than what the house was worth. Until the other day, I always heard the rumors it was, you know, some kind of wash of money and some kind of whatever. And I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is what I'm looking at. And everybody, by the way, can go to the Suffolk County clerk and request this, this deed. It is for 58 Savannah Walk in Oak Beach. And you could look at this. Lou DeMaro, by the way, the former legislator, fine legislator in the Babylon area. I think he represented part of Deer Park and hunting. He was the attorney on this. Be interesting to get Lou on and, and you know, try to figure out why they spent more than 400000 420000 something like that, more than what the house was valued at. Anyway, so Bobby got himself a house, and it was the house that allegedly the Babylon IDA, town of Babylon was going to buy a film studio in. This is very interesting, guys. Very, very interesting. And, you know, again, this is all off of someone's account. And I believe this individual, maybe we'll have this individual on. And maybe actually Bobby would come on and explain why did he spend 
400 and something thousand dollars more for a house that was valued. Well, maybe it has to do with this. And let me, let me just say this. A gentleman named Harry Feingold used to own the house. In fact, in 2000, the house, I think, was purchased for 200000 I got I to gotta check it. I don't have that part of the deed in front of me, although that's available for anybody to check at the county clerk, Suffolk County Clerk's office in Riverhead. But Harry Feingold is someone, by all accounts, that Bobby Strickoff admired very much. He idolized him, just like he, by the way, he idolizes Dr. Peter Hackett. He, I know that because he told me that not too long ago, a little over a year ago. And he didn't say idolizes, but boy, he sounded like, I mean, it's bizarre. Hackett's such a weird character, such a bizarre guy. And somehow, Bobby Strickoff admires it. I think he called him a great man, in fact. Anyway, I'll, I'll go into that. That's a future show. But he, Bobby, if you're listening, you have no idea what I've got. You've got no idea, but you have to come on, and Steve Ballone, you too, are welcome to come on, and I'll show you firsthand. But back to this. So Harry Feingold. I, I, I've met Harry over the years. He, he's passed away at this point, and you know, I want to be respectful. And I, you know, from what I knew of him, I liked him. Met him a couple of times. But... One thing I knew about Harry was, you know, and this is just truthfulness, he spent 10 years in federal jail, federal prison, I shouldn't say jail, on a drug trafficking charge. And he was also a, a pretty well-known, non-apologetic pornographer. He, you know, he made porn films. And I don't think he apologized for them. And by the way, as long as people are of age and they're not, you know, killing anybody, people killing anybody then uh it's fine you know i guess if adults buy it and adults make it you know hey listen it's not you know it's not selling coffee but it's pornography and whatever all right so harry feingold was i think a non-apologetic pornographer he made pornography films uh, he also you know he, you know drug uh, drug dealing and drug trafficking was an issue. So Bobby idolized. I don't, you know, again, somewhere around 2002, 2003, maybe before that, Bobby started following the guy around. And from what I learned recently, they were talking about buying Harry's house and Harry's film studio. Wait, the town, guys, listen, just, it just, you're not mishearing me. They were talking about buying the Bologna administration in the town of Babylon, according to this one source, who I believe will will come out and say this publicly. And no, there's no doubt. There's no <laughs> there's no doubt at all. We'll say it publicly, and we'll swear to it, and maybe has sworn to it to you know federal authorities. I don't know. I'll let the person speak for themselves that the town of Babylon was going to buy this film studio at 58 Savannah Walk in Oak Beach that apparently Harry Feingold owned. Now, I don't know that he made nature films on the side. I don't know that he made, um, I don't know, educational films. I know he made pornography. Now, I know the Babylon town under Steve Ballone, supervisor Steve Ballone, wasn't going to buy a film studio to buy pornography. What it was, according to my source, who I think will go on record, well, will no doubt go on record, they were going to make, you know, films like, hey, come to Babylon, look how great Babylon is, come on, move your business from North Dakota to Babylon, Babylon beautiful, you know, that type of thing. Keep Babylon clean. So they were going to buy a film studio, or allegedly, right? They were talking about it. They decided not to, but Bobby instead bought the house. He still lives there. 58 Savannah Walk on Oak Beach. Why does anyone, any sane individual, spend... 
let me get the the number here again. Eight hundred and forty thousand dollars on a house that is worth four hundred and twenty or four hundred and twenty-five thousand. Maybe because there was a studio attached to it, a film studio. I've heard, you know, again, keep in mind, I know all of these guys. I heard people say Bobby did TV and Bobby did movies. But wow, it didn't hit me. Maybe Bobby bought the film studio. I, I mean, it's, it's the only thing I can think of. I don't know for sure. But somebody told me, just casually, it wasn't even like, gotcha, Bobby. We got you. You bought a porn studio. It was like, no, Babylon was going to buy. It was very casual. It was very laid back. I pieced it together. So here's the question. Why does a sane person, intelligent person, I, I assume he's intelligent. Steve Ballone put him in as president of the Babylon IDA. Imagine it takes some intelligence to do that. Why does an intelligent person spend over $400,000 more to buy their house than what the house is worth. Here's my bet. This is unbelievable. Maybe it's not, and you know, you go online, you could see different theories, different people, and they say money laundering, and or that it went to friends of Balone. And that's the other thing. Oh, I forgot to mention. 58 Savannah Walk for years was the home of friends of Steve Ballone. Oh, guys, uh, let me repeat it. Let me just repeat this. 58 Savannah Walk was the official Board of Elections site where they filed with the Board of Elections for friends of Steve Ballone. Whether it was whatever, Babylon town supervisor, county exec. So anyway, did Bobby Strickoff, childhood friend of Steve Ballone, why did he spend $420,000 more than what the house was worth? Was it a money laundering thing? I don't know. I don't know. But was it some kind of scam? I don't know. I can't imagine spending $420,000 more than a house is worth. Unless I was buying a film studio. Harry Feingold had a film studio at 58 Savannah Walk. You didn't make, you know, Disney light there. <sighs> if there was any movie named Bambi made there... It wasn't made with a furry little woodland creature, that's for sure. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk more about this. This is, this is important. It came up, the individual came up in Phil Boyle's press conference. I don't think he named Robert Strickoff or Bobby Strickoff by name. But Bobby, if you're listening, I'd love for you to be my next week's guest and answer this. Bobby, this is very, very strange. Steve Ballone, this is very, very strange. But you and your self-appointed chief of police who ended an investigation on a serial killing, on a mass murder of sex workers, still human beings, someone's daughters and sisters, and mothers, a three-year-old. Steve Ballone, Jimmy Burke, you guys have closed down an investigation on that for some bizarre reason. And Tim Sinney, DA, you haven't done anything since you've been there. You haven't done anything as police chief. You didn't discipline Jimmy Burke. Jimmy Burke left on his own even after he beat the hell out of Christopher Loeb. It was mutual, according to Steve Ballone. Very tough with, with uh, 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 Spoda. With the DA, who couldn't fight back, of course, because he was going to jail. He was on his way to being indicted, and he was going to go to jail for the rest of his life. He couldn't say a word because he hadn't been tried yet. But, of course, you know, Steve Ballone was going after the DA. 
You know what you could have did? You could have you could have fired Jimmy Burke. Steve Ballone could have fired your buddy, your hand-picked, not Spoda's hand-picked. He didn't want him to be police chief. Love Jimmy Burke. He didn't want him to be police chief. And you guys did it without him. Steve Ballone, you have a lot of questions to answer. Governor? Governor Ballone? Oh, when we come back, we got some questions for Steve Ballone. Steve, if you can, call in. We'd love to have you. We'll tell you what questions. I already told you some questions we're going to ask you. It's like Alec Trebek, the late, great Alec Trebek, telling you what he's going to ask you before he comes on. I'm telling you. Bobby Strickoff, you're welcome anytime. Please, guys, come on the show. Frank McKay signing off for a second. A couple minutes. Anyway, we'll be back with more from our Lisk series after this. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down and to our weekly Lisk series, the Long Island Serial Killing, Serial Killer. I think serial killers. I'm pretty sure there's more than one. I don't know who they are. I know who covered it up. Steve Bologna, county executive. Guy you all voted for. I voted for him a couple times. Not the last time. I knew at that point that he covered up a serial killing. By the way, started hating my guts. <laughs> Never had a crossword with him. Started hating my guts when I started talking about Lisk. Guys, do you understand? I, Ballone and I were allies. Steve Ballone, out of nowhere, started hating my guts. Not over words that I said to him or whatever. Over questions I was asking about the serial killing and the investigation. Maybe somewhere around 2013. And then, you know, he you know, he started telling people. I hate him. People walked up to me. And here's another point I want to I make before we get back to Bobby Strickoff. Steve Malone's childhood best friend. Best friend in the world to this day. Grew up on Mossy Street together in North Babylon. And they are inseparable. And uh, you know what? Steve Ballone and Jimmy Burke. Steve Ballone and Jimmy Burke stopped the investigation of a serial killing. They kicked the FBI out together and they did nothing after that. Tim Sinney, when he came in as police chief, did nothing. And as 15 months as Jimmy Burke's boss, he failed to discipline him, failed to remove him did nothing, and as DA, he has done nothing on Lisk. I don't know. I haven't followed what he, I know the Volvo case. He's getting a lot of criticism for the handling of that. And Bitroff might come back. You know, I, listen, I don't know that Bitroff, <laughs> Bitroff is going to hold up under appeal. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a disastrous run. These four years have been a disaster for Tim Senny. But the, the main thing we're talking about here is Lisk. And... Uh, one thing for sure is I don't think Tim Sinney could ever arrest, if need be, Steve Ballone for covering it up, obstruction, or maybe worse, maybe worse, or Bobby Strickoff for God knows what. There's no way Tim Sinney's arresting those two guys. So as Phil Boyle, Senator Phil Boyle, Asked, get a special prosecutor in here. Tim Sinney can't handle. There's no way. I mean, we can't possibly trust Tim Sinney, the DA of Suffolk County, to prosecute his, his mentor, the guy who made him. He admits you know, he owes it all to him. Do you think Tim Sinney's going to arrest Steve Ballone if he finds that he did something wrong? Well, we know one. Steve Ballone covered up the investigation. Not maybe. I mean, absolutely covered up. An investigation got rid of the FBI. Strickoff, that's another story. Let's get back to Strickoff, if you were with us in the first half. Bobby Strickoff, the childhood friend and best friend still to Steve Ballone, bought a house, 58 Savannah Walk, and he bought it off of convicted drug dealer Harry Feingold. By the way, this isn't a movie. I'm not reading from a movie script. This isn't fiction. This is, believe it or not, 
This is the history of our current county executive. I mean, think about it. Steve, this is the current county executive. Pretty amazing. So anyway, Bobby Strickoff, once again, a refresher. On May 7th, 2004, Bobby Strickoff bought a house from Harry Fongold, who spent 10 years in federal prison for four, I'm sorry, $420,000 more than it was valued. He spent $840,000 for this house, and it was worth Four hundred thousand, uh, four hundred. I'm sorry, four hundred twenty thousand. Let's give him every penny he can get. So, I don't know. I don't know what human being is dumb enough to pay four hundred twenty thousand dollars more than what a house is worth. But we said that a source of mine, who was going to gladly go on record, said that they had heard that Babylon Town was buying a film studio. Well, there's probably a film studio, or there was a film studio there because Harry Feingold made pornography. I, are you guys, I don't know if you guys are following it or if anybody thinks I'm making this up. It, it's, it's a fact. I mean, this is a, this is a fact. Harry Feingold spent 10 years in jail as a, you know, he got caught for drug trafficking a mentor, a hero to Bobby Strickoff, who was the best friend of Steve Ballone, Kern County Executive, and at the time, Babylon Town Supervisor. Bobby was the president of the Babylon Town IDA. And Harry Feingold sold him the house for 420000 more than it was worth. Did he get a film studio? Does Babylon Town... I'm sure we could check those records. Guys, I mean, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> this isn't, I'm not a conspiracy guy. The, this is, this is a fact. This is, I, look, go down to the, this is it. You can't see it, but you can hear it. These, these papers I have is the deed to Bobby's house. Go to the, you go to the Suffolk County clerk in Riverhead. Go, it's public information. You can get this. Anybody can get, just get it, get a copy. 58 Savannah Walk in Oak Beach. Get a copy of the, the deed. Bobby decided not to get it, apparently, for the town of Babylon. Which, apparently, they were thinking of buying a film studio. And, and I believe very strongly that Harry did, Harry Feingold, the late Harry Feingold, did have a film studio there. Was he making education movies? No, no, he wasn't. Was he making nature films? Well, m maybe, I don't know, you can, maybe, no, no, it really wasn't. He was making pornography. And I, by the way, I'm not some right winger saying, oh, you shouldn't pornography, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Bobby Strickoff spent more than $400,000. $400,000. more than the house was worth. Did he buy a film studio? That's what I want to bring him on and ask. I'm asking. I'm not saying he did. It would make sense after the source that I think is a very credible source. Just said that to me. So let's, Bobby, come on. Come on the show. Bobby, come on. We're friends. Come on the show. Steve Ballone, we're friends. I, I think you're a friend. I don't think I'm going to be getting a Christmas card from you. But, and I'm not accusing you guys of being killers. Steve Ballone, you, you closed down an investigation, and there's no question about that. You stopped an investigation. You and your appointed police chief, your buddy, who you kept in there after we beat the living hell out of Christopher Loeb. You kept Jimmy Burke in, who ended up going to federal prison for almost four years. Your police chief, Steve Ballone, your police chief, your police chief, you never removed him. 
You mutually agreed. I, I, I got the statement from you. You mutually agreed. By the way, you called Jimmy Burke on the Unraveled podcast. You called him a sociopath. And I think the, the broadcast journalist, the interviewer, said, well, how do you feel about putting a sociopath in as the police chief? And I didn't hear it, but I'm, I'm going, you know, off words. And you basically said very gracefully, ahamada, 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 ahamada. Steve Baloney, are you kidding me? You never asked Jimmy Burke. You never kicked him out. You never publicly kicked him out. You didn't discipline him. Does he have something on you? Steve Ballone, come on. Come on the show. Does Jimmy Burke have something on you? Or are you just so deep in this together? Into, you know, some really dirty things maybe. I don't know. I'm asking you. But people, you know what? I've been around politics a long time. I've been an insider. I've been on all sides and there's dirt all over the place. And I'm not putting a halo over my head. But what we're seeing here, this isn't dirty politics. This is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely filthy. This is the most disgusting display of politics that I've ever seen in my life. They've stopped a serial killing investigation. They stopped a serial killing investigation. And I've been saying this you know, for eight years. I've been saying it publicly on the radio. Many stations, many outlets for four or five years. And people, friends of mine and friends of Steve, mutual friends, have, and I keep saying this, but I'm going to say it again. They it started coming up to me in 2013 and said, shut up, Frank. You're pissing off Steve. My reaction was like, why would Steve be pissed off at me about Gilgo? What the hell are you talking about? Why do I care if Steve is pissed at me? But Steve alone started hating my guts. When I started asking questions about the serial killing. Are you kidding? What the hell is it with you with this serial killing? Steve, come on this show. And by the way, I would love for Steve or, or Bobby to sue me. I don't know for what, slander? I don't know what it is. But if they sue me, I could depose them. I can force them to answer questions in deposition. My lawyer, oh, and I got many. And since I've been doing these last six weeks, I've gotten volunteers to do pro bono work, especially if we can get Steve Blown on a witness stand. We'll get this investigation. Tim Cena, you don't have to do anything like you have been doing nothing. You've done nothing. You don't have to do anything. I'll do it. We'll get those answers because the answers are, are with those two people. A, a big part of the answers. I'm not saying all of them. Steve Ballone. I'll tell you. I said Alec Trebek, the late, great Alec Trebek. If he wanted you to come on Jeopardy and say, I'll tell you what we're going to ask you. You'd be crazy not to come on. So Bobby Strickoff and your best friend Steve Ballone, the county exec. I'm going to tell you a couple of things I'm going to ask you. In a deposition. So sue me. I'm begging you to sue me. Because we want to depose you. Now again, 58 Savannah Walk was the home of friends of Steve Ballone. That's the same house Bobby still lives in. That he spent 420000 more than what it was worth from Harry Feingold. Pornographer. And... You know, again, I, I liked Harry Feingold from what I met. I met him two or three times. He was a nice guy, funny guy. Didn't know, I don't know his history, and I don't care, you know. Seemed like a funny guy. Ten years in federal prison for, for drug trafficking. Bobby idolized him, from all accounts. And I just heard that Babylon Town, under Bobby and under Steve Ballone, were talking about buying a... A film business, you know, a, a film studio. So now we kind of know. So here's here's one of the questions we're going to ask you, Steve, if we ever get the, the good fortune to depose you. I'm going to have my lawyer ask 
Steve Ballone. Was pornography ever made out of 58 Savannah Walk, friends of Steve Ballone? Oh, future Governor Ballone, I'm sorry. I forgot. You may be running for governor, may be running for Congress. I'm sure with all of this coming out and a lot more, Steve, I'm sure Andrew Garbarino is shaking in his boots. You're going to run against him? Boy, he's... I don't want to run against you. Not with that clean slate of yours. But Steve Ballone, here's, here's, here's a question you'll definitely get asked. Was pornography made? And I'm not saying it was. I'm saying this is what we're going to ask you. Were pornographic films made at the Friends of Steve Ballone located at 58 Savannah Walk, Oak Beach, New York? Another question I'm going to ask you, my lawyer would ask you, Bobby, you too. Bobby, I know you're listening. We want you on. I want you on this show, and uh, I want you to answer these questions. Steve, here's the next question. There are allegedly a lot of parties at that house, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And those parties, and I sound like a 90-year-old man saying this, are supposed to be sex parties. And I've had people you know, testify under oath that they were there. I would ask you, or my lawyer would ask you, Steve Ballone, were prostitutes, sex workers hired to perform sex acts at these parties? Bobby, you too. I'm going to ask you too. I'm not saying there were. I'm saying that that's another one of the questions we would ask you. Steve, Bobby, please sue us. Sue me. I'm not saying you did these things. I'm saying I want to ask you these questions under oath. Got some more, too. Because not only was allegedly, allegedly, allegedly pornography being made there. And allegedly, don't know if it's true, Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Prostitution going on there. Allegedly. I'm not saying. We're just going to ask you. You're going to tell us. Probably take the fifth, right? Say no, no way. But there were 10 to 16 dead people around that area. And don't be shocked. If our lawyers ask you what you know about that, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying for one second that you guys know a lot about it. I just find it really curious that you and Jimmy Burke shut down an investigation on a serial killing, the biggest unsolved serial killing. You got the FBI out. You and your buddy Jimmy Burke had the FBI leave the investigation. Guys, I, if, if you're just tuning in, these are questions we want to ask our county executive. He's talking about running for governor, by the way. Wow. Guys, you both know me well enough, Bobby and Steve. We've known each other for 20-something years, more than 20 years. Do you guys think for a second that I'd be asking these questions? If I already don't know the answers, do you have any idea of what our next few weeks look like? Before you go to sleep, guys, think about it. Think about what's coming out in the next couple of weeks. And maybe think about sharing with us, the taxpayers of Suffolk County, the people of the country, what you guys know. And I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding, either one of you is. We want to know these answers. We want these questions answered. It's not just me, it's a lot of people. Steve Ballone, are you kidding me? Your response, by the way, to Phil Boyle's press conference was laughable. I was, <laughs> I've been talking to the national press, who is all over this. You, you guys are going to be a focus of a lot of attention 
on this closed down investigation, what was closed. And, and by the way, Tim Sinney, if, you, if you're looking for, you know, a patsy or if you're looking for a psychotic patsy, somebody who's eating, eating cats or, or, you know, bizarre guy that's killed prostitutes, you got to make sure that he has HM or WH in his damn name now because of that ridiculous stunt with the belt. If you got a serial killer, get him. Uh, we, listen, if you're going to make some kind of bizarre claim that somebody else is a, a serial killer, then somebody who is totally connected to county executive, to police chief Burke, to Bobby, to uh, maybe DA Spoda, to you, who knows? But whoever these serial killers are, they're connected people, guys. If they pull somebody out of jail and the guy is screaming like a Manson maniac and they said, this is Lisk. We got him. You know what? No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Wait for something like this to happen. Do you think that this investigation would have been closed down if it wasn't somebody politically connected or connected to, to law enforcement? DA's office, either one. By the way, it's the same DA's office. It's all the Jimmy Burke's folks, his Jimmy Burke's protégés are running Tim Sinney's office. It's the same and it's the same exact DA's office. It basically is, except there's a younger guy. It's not Spoda. It's Tim Sinney. So when they make cute things like Spoda's office was a crime family, it's the same people. They got the same people there. Look at the people running the, the show. It's the same people. We're going to do more on Bobby, but Bobby, Tim, Steve Ballone, I'd love to, for you to come on. I think it would be great to have all three of you. And you can all three come on alone, together, alone. But Tim Sinney, you have no right to be in this case on Lisk. These two guys here. Uh, and and being you know so close to the action on Oak Beach and and I'm not saying anybody killed anybody, guys. One thing we know for sure is it's been covered up, and Steve Ballone, you and Jimmy Burke, have covered this up. You've covered it up, Tim Sinney. You can make yourself proud. You can make us all proud. Get off of this case. Get yourself out of this case. There is no reason and no right for you to be in this case. Obviously, you couldn't arrest these guys if they were proved to do anything short of murder. And by the way, maybe beyond that, and I'm not saying you guys did it, but man, you're going a long way out of your way to shut down this investigation. Steve Ballone, you've got a long, long way to go. You're going to be governor of the state of... You're not going to be governor. Come on, don't be ridiculous. You're not going to be governor of the state of New York. You're not going to be the governor. You're not going to be count... Well, you're term limited. You're not going to be dog catcher. You know what you can do right now? Because a couple of friends of yours say, hey, is there any way to get you to dial it back? And I assume that's coming from you. Frank, can you calm down? You know, you're being pretty heavy on Steve. You know how to calm down? Tell us what you know right now about Lisk. Tell us right now what you know about the serial killing. You want us all to calm down? Tell, come clean. Why did you and Jimmy Burke kick the FBI out of this investigation? Who in their right mind would do that? Are you out of your mind? You think anybody with half a brain believes you didn't cover up this case? Are you kidding me? Why would you kick the FBI out of this? And it's a fact. Your police chief admitted that, that the head of the FBI at the time admitted it. Come on the show, Steve Ballone. Your, your response to Phil Boyle was ridiculous, laughable. He's talking all, all the press that was there, a lot of the press that was in, the national folks. And, and one, I won't say who it is, but they said, what a joke, the Ballone administration. This is exactly what they said. What, and I'll, I'll see if I can get them to come on and say the same thing. What a joke. And I said, what do you mean? I've been calling for three hours to get a response. Finally, I get a response, and they said, it's a political charade that Boyle did. Political charade? I, you know, 
look look up the definition of charade and what it means. A, a political charade that Phil Boyle did, and there's a an ongoing investigation happening as we speak. It took you three hours to come up with that. Are you guys kidding? Who do you have around you? Steve Ballone, tell us right now. Tell us what you know about this serial killing. Enough nonsense. Come on the show and tell us. T tell Jay Oliver. You don't want to talk to me? You talk to Jay Oliver once a month. And, and by the way, last point, Steve Ballone is talking about, I, I can't even say it with a straight face. He's talking about picking judges himself. Taking it out of the hands of the, the people and the voters. And, and let's face it, I know, I've been part of cross-endorsements, or they've been cross-endorsed by the political bosses. But everybody on the inside was laughing when Steve Ballone said judicial reform. And by, by the way, if you ever, if, you, if any of the press is listening to me, uh, come on, take it from a politician, take it from somebody who's a, is a serious inside politician. Steve Ballone wants to pick judges because he doesn't have any elected judges. And he needs judges to cover up what he's doing. He doesn't have any. He has the DA. Tim Sinney's his guy. Tim Sinney's never going to do anything against Steve Ballone. Impossible. Never going to do anything against his best friend, Bobby Strickloff. The police aren't going to do anything. They would love to. We have great police officers out there. Men and women, they would love to do it. They're being stopped by the politicians like Ballone and Jimmy Burke and, and Tim Sinney. They would love to solve this. I hear it all the time. I get thumbs up from cops all the time. I thought they'd all hate me. They don't. They're frustrated. They're frustrated as, as we are. But Steve Ballone wants... <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I, why do you think he wants judges? Out of nowhere. I think May 21st, he decided he wants judges or something. He wants judges so he could stop the investigation of Lisk. That's exactly what he wants to do. Every judge knows it. Every, every insider knows it. Steve, who do you got around you? Who's advising you? Anyway, Steve Ballone, come on the show. Bobby Strickoff, come on the show. Steve Ballone, sue me, please. God Almighty, sue me. And Bobby Strickoff, please, God Almighty, sue me. I want to depose both of you. And you can depose me oh, anytime. Guys and everyone out there, thank you for listening. Frank McKay signing off. This has been our LISC series, our weekly LISC series. We'll be at it more and more and wait to see what we have coming. I mean, it's away we go. Phil Boyle, great job on what you did. What a job. And uh, to everyone out there who's listening, thank you. And thank you for all the, the tips and the everything else. And we got a lot more coming up. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.